Did you remember to put on your sitcom glasses for this one? What are sitcom glasses? Sitcom glasses are those forgiveness glasses that you have to put on for a show that has either a laugh track or one that's labeled a sitcom. Because, like, you well, know the humor isn't going to be as funny as or cutting as a dark comedy. Well, thankfully, Gronish doesn't have a laugh track. But I already knew that this was going to be tackling some pretty big issues because Blackish did that all the time, right? And did you watch Blackish? I watched a couple episodes of it, but I believe it was like maybe my freshman year in college where I saw that there was like a serious episode of Blackish and I, I clicked on it because it was like a YouTube uh, clip. And then I saw that Blackish had a ton of those clips and I was like, wait, what exactly is this show? And I learned that like, yeah, it, it tackles pretty serious issues almost every episode. I think Gronish, or at least that's what I've been reading, is that Gronish took what's been happening the last few years and really went into the whole social uh, commentary on race issues. While Blackish, when it first started, despite the title, was supposed to be a lighter comedy about like a guy who was super rich with a family who didn't want to completely lose his identity um, with the melting pot of every world. Like I remember one of the first previews was about how his kid didn't w wanted a bar mitzvah. In fact, the main character of this show, because that is his kid. Um, okay, so he moved on to this show. Yeah, well, his sister did first. His sister's the one who got the original um, uh, spinoff a few years ago. And then after season four, she graduated. And then her brother took because over. Because I wanted to see a black issue of Mixedish, which apparently was canceled two seasons in. And then you have Grownish. My question then was, have, what is going on in the Ish universe? You have Oldish as well, which was going to have Lawrence Fishburne and the grandpa set storyline. But then they never moved on with that. Did you know Modern Family was also supposed to have a spinoff at one point what it, was it supposed to be do you called? want to guess like no, no no guess who it was supposed to follow uh who's the kid the phil dumphy's uh the the son no it wasn't him. <laughs> no okay no. that's my best guess it was the gay couple and their daughter it was just supposed to be a show about them yes and i think abc just passed but modern family it went is for 10 already, seasons modern family is already about them if they're popular enough i think you, it's kind of like when we were talking about solar opposites and you were saying that the wall was originally thought to have maybe a spin-off yeah. and that was always a big part of the show it's not like back in the day when uh, you'd have the andy griffith show and there would be like one random character who would be like gomer pile and he'd be working <laughs> the gas station and then suddenly he gets a complete show for himself and he's joining the army and he's doing hijinks like that um, so yeah, let's jump into the show. Gronish is a single camera comedy that follows Andre Johnson Jr. on his journey through adulthood as he attends Cal U. The freeform show spun off of ABC's Blackish in 2018. Now, six seasons later, it's concluding with a two-part season, the second half of which will be released in early 2024. So we're getting in early. Yes, yeah, six Family seasons. Family Feud. Okay. Yeah, well, well, I, I was just going to say six seasons. I didn't know that this show existed until a couple weeks ago. Yeah, the pandemic did some weird stuff. Like, it just made things go by fast. So we're in the sixth season of Gronish. <laughs> Family Feud is the title of this eighth episode that came out August 16th. The topic of our discussion. Welcome to today's episode. You ready for some South Korean facts? South Korea? Yeah. What does that have to do with Gronish? Well, there's there's going to be a few sprinkled in here. But the first thing I wanted to tell you was that uh, South Korea, actually every South Korean in the world got a year younger last month. Wait, what? How? Yeah. So under the way that they used to do their ages was that when a baby was born, they were immediately one year old. And then every January 1st, they became two years old or like the next year. Yeah, passed. The next year. So like if you were born on December 30th, 
then you would be one year old. And then that January 1st, I think you would become two. So you would be two before you know it. Can you imagine, like, I just imagine someone being really sad they're about to, like, miss their 20s and then being That's 30. That's exactly and what then going back they had interviews being like, for yeah. people being like, I'm about to turn 30. And, uh, and now they get to be 27, 28 again. Uh, the thing about it, though, is that they went back to the international timeline uh, just last month. Like, it became official, official. So no one can, can do that anymore unless they're unofficially doing it um so but but that's just interesting i didn't i had no idea so how old is steven yoon actually 16 (laughs) (laughs) okay um in season five everybody saw the torch officially pass from his uh sister zoe to andre johnson jr aka just jr so season five you're saying that andre was the main character yet they're only going to follow him for two seasons yeah I, i i don't know exactly why but like remember an elite I think they did something similar, right? Where after season three or season four, and we did the first episode of season five, that that the whole old cast had just left. I was very sad about that. I saw that uh, Anthony Anderson is an executive producer for this show, obviously, because I think he created Blackish. But I'm sure he's been. I was going to ask if he's made an appearance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Not only has he made an appearance, but the show creator has made an appearance. In fact, I think you saw him in this episode. Was he Derek Wright or was he Dean Carnegie? Uh, Okay, I think he was Derek Wright because that's supposed to be the like alum the disgraced alum yes yes and the other guy that you mentioned just happens to be so like there have been a lot of black centric sitcoms over the years uh most recently you had uh, in like the 2000s you had my wife and kids bernie mac uh everybody hates chris um then more recently the carmichael show the neighborhood the blackish upshaws. Uh, the, the upshaws um and then earlier on you had fresh prince living single the jamie fox wayne bros shows mm-hmm. and before that obviously cosby show but the spinoff to the cosby show which i didn't know existed until now was a show called a different world and this show Gronish, has been compared very much to that because uh, a cosby show didn't necessarily delve into uh race issues as much as just be a kind of stepping stone uh even though you had had the jeffersons and such before that um but a different world took place i think in a college as well and and it starred um what's his face the guy that you just mentioned the, the, uh, Derek Wright? No, no, no. Dean Miller, the the guy who played uh, Kadeem Hardigan. Yeah, Kadeem Hardigan, Hardison. Yeah. That's so. That's the actual actor's name. Yeah, Kadeem okay. Hardison is the actor's name. His name in the show is Dean Miller. Yeah, because what happens is Andre. He is the VP. I was trying to figure out what was ha- what happened to the president of this Gamma fraternity. Because, the frat. Yeah, because Andre continually calls himself the VP. He doesn't say that he is the president. Uh, they don't want Derek Wright, who uh, we get introduced to at the very beginning of the episode. He is someone. It was actually one of the funniest parts where his first line is where all the bitches at and he's talking about like he's telling the he shouted that though right yeah like, it's like that's what something you say as you walk into the room but not actually saying well no he's also talking about how when he was back at the fraternity he was doing heroin and cocaine and how that's not always a bad thing that <laughs> whole montage that they showed was really funny but he is wanting to throw a donation ceremony at the gamma house and then andre and kind of everyone else is saying that they don't want that to happen they even tell dean carnegie who set up the meet between Derek Wright and the fraternity about that happening, but Dean Carnegie cares a lot about money because he wants he wants this donation ceremony to happen. Did you ever have people in your college work for the phone banks? 
Because I remember, like, my friends felt terrible about it, but they still had to do it just because they needed the income, where you would call alums constantly and just berate them, like, hey, so the school wants you to pay some money. No, I didn't even know that that was a thing. You don't remember that? Pay money to come back or just pay money for a donation? No, just for donations. Okay. Well, here, Derek Wright is It's kind of like blood drives, you know? Derek Derek Wright is almost, like, all for it. Yes. So, it seems like uh, Dean Carnegie, he really wants this donation ceremony to happen, but it just has to happen at the gamma house but andre has really tried to make this gamma house not like a fraternity back in the 80s and 70s where sure. it was just like a, not like a kavanaugh uh, fraternity <laughs> well yeah more pc and more modern i have a question though because you were saying all the people there who 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 does that include like who are his friends there's that someone i think that's called like no shirt nick who doesn't wear a shirt the entire time <laughs> that's his one trait okay and then it seemed like that was all that we got introduced wait, wait, wait. To. so what about doug what about cole like where, where are those well, people? Well, here's the thing. Doug, I believe that he's left college. He's a bartender. Oh, okay. So, oh, yeah, so, he, he, so he started the show in college. I don't know about that. I thought that he's main from season three present, which I thought meant that he um, was part of the crew, the second cast crew. But I guess he was in season one and season two. You do have Andre go up to him a couple times. And he has like the quickest side storyline with his girlfriend, Sloan. Sloan, I think, has gone on a few girl trips or something of that sort and yeah. has been really disappointed. And Doug throws her a nice dinner that it's, was the it's just weird because line. they get a lot of famous rappers and a lot of r&b yes, singers okay. and so sloan no. is lotto and then doug is diggy simmons and diggy simmons i didn't really know about but apparently um Lu- lupe fiasco lupe Fias- <laughs> formed, formed a hip-hop collective back in like the early 2010s with asher roth Bob, the cool kids, Charles Hamilton, Blue, Diggy Simmons, uh, J. Cole, Dosage. And and what they ended up doing was was Diggy Simmons was like by at that age, super young. So actually, he was actually okay, the youngest now, one. Now that you say that, because uh-huh. Little Yachty yeah. is in this show, he plays Cole Hudson. I didn't know who Little Yachty I knew who Little Yachty was. I didn't know which character he played, but now that you say that, that was, I believe, like maybe the second in command. It seemed like it Andre's friend uh-huh. who comes with them with some damaging information about Derek Wright later on in so Lil Yachty shows up with like this secret information to be like, hey, this is this this is bad about this guy. Yeah, well the thing that I was enjoying about the first half of the show, because the summary is 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 it going to happen? Or is this fraternity going to let Derek Wright hold this donation ceremony? And even Dean Carnegie is going to this person named Jackson that apparently is roommates with Andre and saying, I'm going to need you to pressure them to have this donation ceremony go on. I was enjoying the debate as to whether it was going to happen or not. It was, uh, and it seemed pretty easy to follow. But then the second half of the episode was what I wasn't that big a fan of because it started to get really kind of confusing. The moral message also became very murky. Ooh, what do you mean by that? Because, so at the very end of the episode, they are, they're going to let this thing happen because Jackson threatens rain hell on Andre and the Gamma House with suspensions and fines that have been overlooked throughout the years if they don't let this donation ceremony happen. And then it comes to a group vote in the Gamma House and Andre decides that, yes, they will let Derek Wright have this ceremony. So no one's playing moral police quite yet. No one's coming in there. It was was one of those things where it was all up to Andre because half the people were saying yes and half the people 
people were saying no. He played Kamala Harris. Yes. He was the VP. <laughs> that's the VP's job. He splits Congress. So that's why he's the VP. Probably, yeah. <laughs> okay. But right. I was actually trying to figure out what happened to the president. It probably They probably showed it in earlier episodes. But with Jackson, it, what, what happens is as the ceremony is going on, as Derek Wright is about to go up there and as he's about to give his speech and give the check, that's when Lil Yachty, Cole Hudson, goes to Andre and says, listen, it turns out that there's just been some information that leaked about Derek Wright. He's going to be purchasing this uh, very, very far right network. They even say the name Candace Owens on there. Uh, and anyone knows that, yeah, it's going to be a far right network. But it's a made up network. It's not like yeah, he's going yeah, to the Epoch Times. I feel or... like it's supposed to be owned though. That's basically what they're saying. Okay. He's going to buy this thing. And, uh, and then that makes Jackson, who has kind of had reservations about going after the Gamma House, especially with his friendship with Andre, and has been bullied by Dean Carnegie to uh, do those veiled threats, Go is like, you know what, I'm going to flip, and then um, as Derek Wright is giving this speech, and as he's handing over the check, that's when uh, you have... Jackson, he goes up there and he says, and also what Derek Wright said is that he's going to give a lot of money to the Gamma House and just kind of putting words in his mouth. Uh -huh. It was so strange because one, Derek Wright doesn't try to uh, like offset this at all. He doesn't try to say, actually, I didn't say that at all or anything. Can of you that see him sort. get pissed about it though? No, he's actually, he's actually he like respected. He says pretty subtle mood. I respect it, which didn't make any sense because it's like it. <laughs> You are literally going to have to give up millions and more dollars for someone that is actually lying to you. I guess and if you're I rich say, enough. Where I say the murky message comes in, or moral message, is that it seemed like the, sh the show took the cop out. Because it was like, I wanted to see, were they going to let this donation ceremony happen? Weren't they? But it was, yes, they are going to let this donation ceremony happen. But also, they're going to be getting more money for it. Sure. And I just was trying to understand what exactly is going on here. Maybe because it, just, it didn't want to be too preachy. And then it also wanted to provide some form of, like, um, uh, in-between where this guy is, yeah, he's an asshole, but he's not... A complete like he shouldn't be in jail well the thing is right? That Derek right he whenever we see him he's not a good guy he's not a role model no he shouldn't be in jail but yeah. it's not like he ever said that he wasn't going to purchase a TV network and he was always kind of seen as the antagonist this episode so just to make him worse I guess than they already thought that he was going to be is what made Jackson flip but it was already like well we already knew he wasn't a good guy this isn't like a change in character I'll, I'll give you a comparison though like when we did uh, painkiller and that and again is about the um, Sackler family. Arthur Sackler, the guy who really kicked it off, had so much money. He loved his art collections. He donated to a ton of schools so that his name would be on the front of a bunch of buildings. Yeah. But they made a big point of talking about that after he was, after the whole opioid crisis and, and his family's like skeletons came out, a lot of schools have just taken their names completely off of everything and like no longer accepted their donations and stuff. And so like this versus that, I feel like Sackler's uh, problems are the ones where the school has to take action. And a guy like this is, yeah, it's not great that he went to your university and it's not great that he's a representative model for your university. But at the same time, there's a little bit of finesse there that you can play with because uh, and still get away with taking his money. It's but like, it seems like the stakes are almost so low in this episode. Yeah. I liked it. I liked it, the whole entire will it happen or won't it happen uh, section. But it was like uh, all that's going to have to happen is Derek 
Eric Wright is going to give them this money at Gamma House. And even Jackson, I was actually more on the side that I think the show didn't want you to be on for a majority of the episode, <laughs> where it's like, they're talking about how they're going to be gaining a lot more funding, how that's probably going to be going to scholarships and teams and things that college genuinely need a lot of money for. So I was like, yeah, sure, the source that you're getting it from isn't that great. We see that Derek Wright is a scumbag. You don't need to spend long with him to figure that out. But it was almost like, why don't you just accept the money and then kind of, I guess, shield your eyes? Well, it goes back to, did you put your sitcom glasses on? Because that's, it's sort of... I did. And here's the thing. The show is entertaining. It's well acted. (laughs) There were some funny things about it. And it's tackling good issues. And that's why I can see why. That's why I'm going to give it a 6 out of 10. It does pass. The first four seasons, their big complaint after a while was that the the writing got a little lazy. It uh, Too many love triangles, for sure. So were there any love triangles here? Not from what I saw this episode. With Zoe. So it wasn't that same character. But then also that they did go hard into trying to be like we got to talk about George Floyd we got to talk about the COVID we got to do every, I mean, I every feel like that's, topical issue I just issue. feel like that's genuinely what a lot of shows do I mean social dis- or, uh, connecting whichever one the Netflix one both was. of which only lasted one season but it, I remember I, that that was even bringing up things like George Floyd and, and, and uh, I know but a lot of people like to watch TV for escapism and yes Gronish inherently has the element of like we got to talk a little I don't bit know about how race many, but I, don't mean, I don't know how many people watch uh, shows for escapism anymore because it seems like uh, every single show nowadays is always trying to bring up what's happening in the real world that doesn't necessarily make them successful though and we've seen a lot of shows fall on their face because of it Compared to other college-based shows, though, because there aren't too many of those. I actually have, well, I have a list of comparisons here, and one of them is Community. Oh, yeah, that's a good one, because it's... He was older, though. I, I never think of Community as, like, a typical college show, well, because I, kid, he's not 19 years I old. I had it paired with Abbott Elementary, mm-hmm. I mean, but they're both comedies that are dealing with schools, and all of them are uh, dealing with, like, issues that kind of come along with that. Well, Community was more on a lighter note, though. Um, yes. Yeah, I was going to say Greek... Between Greek, Dear White People, and Cheese in the Trap, which is this falling into? Okay, first off, I know you know that I don't know what Cheese in the Trap is. You don't know Cheese in the Trap? (laughs) Park High Jin from Man to Man's in it? Kim Go Yoon, the main girl in Coin Locker Girl, and Never Die Butterfly? How about about Seo Kang Joon, the guy from Entourage? No. He was one of the stars in Entourage, the Korean 2016 spinoff from... Okay. Uh, Wait, no, American I know version. about that. Yeah. I know about that. Oh, you do? Uh, yeah. How, how about Lee Sung-kyung? Uh, she was uh, from Weightlifting Fairy Kim Buk-ju. What? Weightlifting Fairy Kim Buk-ju and Dr. <laughs> Romantic 2 and 3. Can you just tell me what the summary of the show is? Do you actually know oh, what the show yeah, is Yeah, about? I actually do. It's an overachieving uh, freshman girl who starts dating this manipulative senior, and that's, that's about it. The person who passed on taking... Um, <laughs> the main secondary role in that Bay Susie, she was actually in Sai's last music video, the one that came out, out after the one that he did with uh, BTS. Do you remember what Startup. year that was? Um, oh, she was also in Startup. Um, it, uh, what year? Yeah, what year that music video came out? Uh, 2022. It was oh, last okay. year. So almost only so, last year. Don't you remember like, last year, uh, Sai popped up in YouTube trending again, and he was doing a BTS one, and then like a few a week later, uh, she did a video with him. I, I just don't remember <laughs> the name. It, <laughs> But she was also in a show called Startup, which uh, it has nothing to do with the other startup. <laughs> yeah. It's so weird, like Korean shows kind of parallel American ones. And... I was actually going to say this yeah. show is more like Malcolm in the Middle. Okay. It has Andre breaking the fourth wall a lot. In fact, one of my cons is that it almost seemed like it was a complete ripoff with almost the things that Andre was even saying to the audience. You can also loop in Saved by the Bell reboot, but the fourth wall breaks in Saved by the Bell were way 
worse and I think more annoying than the ones that were happening here. Mm -hmm. I'm a Virgo just in regards to race and social issues. The bust down, the friend groups in the show is like the fraternity in this one. And then, uh, and then, yeah, Atlanta actually in some different parts of it. Dean Carnegie is kind of like Kevin Samuels in the episode that, uh, that he showed up in. I think the penultimate episode of season three. And then Derek Wright is like Kevin Samuels in real life. <laughs> okay. Um, what what'd you think of the um, song that the plays him out or starts him up? The song that starts him up. So the intro. I didn't really listen to it that okay, much. Okay, because I think that's the same one that was made by Chloe X Halley, which um, is the two sisters um, that uh, one of them went on to do Little Mermaid, and one of them, and she was also in the show for the first four seasons mm -hmm. as a main character. But yeah, so I was just curious if yeah, again, a lot of rappers, a lot of singers, a lot of entertainers. Yeah, you have Omarion show. show up as a cameo that's also too, at the yeah. very end of it because that's one of the things that Doug does for Sloan because they talk about him earlier on in the episode and he just shows up as himself and starts dancing, I think, to his own music, which is kind of funny at the very end. Mm -hmm. That's the last scene of the show. All right, anything else you want to talk about with the show? Yes, actually, so, Jackson, I found this predictable. I thought the show was doing it in a subtle way, but it was actually supposed to be kind of a twist. When he was giving all these threats to Andre, uh, Andre, that's what makes him decide that they're going to do this donation ceremony. At the very end of it, Jackson reveals that he wasn't actually ever going to go through with the threats with all the fines and suspensions because again they're living together and Andre then is like you know what actually no I'm out of here because you did that so he packs up his bags and he leaves and oh I so think that's, that's gonna have factors into the future yes. episodes okay so like yeah it's weird because I may have miswritten this but like it says Aaron Jackson is played by Trevor Jackson by Trevor Jackson? <laughs> yeah, but I I think I got his last name right. Uh, do you like shows that do this? Uh, things like Skins or Scrubs or um, where, where they try to pass the guard to the, the next one like halfway through Usually as opposed to canceling Whenever it. they do try to pass the guard, I don't see it working that much. But it's much. cool that they do because it usually saves the first part of the show. Like with Skins, had they yeah. continued three, four seasons through with Tony and the rest of them in the British version... I don't know if that would have survived. Well, it's not all. It's, it's even sometimes not just passing the guard as much as like maybe even getting rid of too many characters. Westworld kind of fell into that same thing where it was like after the first two seasons <laughs> and they started introducing and changing the show too much, it, it was a completely different show. I agree. I agree with you. All right. Well, thanks for listening. We'll see you in the next episode. Hope you enjoyed this one. Six out of ten, right? Six out of ten. All right. Bye. Bye. Bye.